Welcome to Wake Up and Listen with Don Burnett and Dr. Don. If you've been looking to get unstuck, have better relationships all around, release negativity, emotional blockages, and invite harmony into your life, you've stopped at the right place. Now, here are your co-hosts, Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Dawn Burnett. And I'm Dr. Dawn. It's our heart's desire tonight. We want to help shift your thinking, get you connected, so you can experience the relationship your heart's been longing for. And to do that, we have NBC matchmaker Tracy McMillan. She's known for 2011 Viral Huffington Post blog, Why You're Not Married, And she's author of Why You're Not Married Yet and I Love You and I'm Leaving You Anyway. Tracy's a relationship expert. She's made numerous TV and radio appearances, including the Today Show, Katie, Bethany, Dr. Drew's Life Changers, and Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Her screenwriting credits include Necessary Roughness, Chase, Life on Mars, The United States of Terra, and Mad Men, which won her the 2010 Writers Guild of America Award. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the show. Hello. It's great to be here. Oh, it's such an honor to have you. We're looking forward to solving the mystery on the dating games and breakups. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I know a lot of people are tuned in wanting to know what the secrets are. So to start with, I want to talk about... What you wrote in your book, very profound statement, you said you attract a reflection of what you are. Can you expand upon this a little bit more so our listeners maybe can find some ways that they can heal their past and free themselves and so that they can get their thinking in the right way and find the person that's right for them rather than maybe what their children or their family think is right for them? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, first of all, I think what you want to do is not look for a person who's right for you, but attract a person who's right for you. And the way you do that is by being sort of aligned with yourself, you know, aligned within. So when I say that um, your relationships are a reflection of your beliefs, what I mean is that um, we tend to attract people who line up with what we already believe about ourselves. And, like, this can be something that's very difficult to see and accept. Because if you look at whatever relationship problems, if you look at your patterns from across your relationships, if you look back and you're like, what are the patterns? You will usually be able to identify whatever the patterns are, that's your belief about you. So let's say um, someone is uh, very hard on you, for example. Um, That is what you believe the way you should be treated. Now, not consciously. Consciously, you might be like, I don't think that about me. But you have to sort of get to the place where you're like, okay, unconsciously, maybe I do. Because that way you can start to address all the things that are really driving your choices in relationships. Yeah, I agree with that totally, uh, Tracy. Very astute observation. Uh, You know, to me... Uh, Well, you know, growing up, but then uh, actually after reading a lot of books and listening to tapes and stuff, you know, opposites attract. The only time opposites attract is male, female. 
other than that, it's like, <laughs> likenesses that attract, you know. So let's say there's 50 qualities to a woman and 50 to a man. And where the mm-hmm. harmony and balance is, is when, let's say the woman has 48 out of the 50. So she's a complete balanced woman. But she's looking at or dating a guy, a potential guy, and he's only got about 15, 10 or 15. Well, uh, there's a disparity there. So there's no harmony and balance. And those two together are not going to make any romance, which romance is a tune sung together. Mm. Yes. Well, I would, I would agree with you. And I think that you can... Um, build a relationship but it takes two people who are really willing to do the work of turning of developing those other let's say 35 things you know like I don't think you always meet a person who's exactly where you are but I do think that people have interlocking issues so let's say my issue is that I mean I'll just take an example let's say my issue is that um I had a dad who was a womanizer. That's one of my issues. So I tend to attract men who see women as objects, right? And yep, that is sense. because, A, I'm attracted to them. Why? So that I can heal that belief about me that I'm not enough. So it looks like they're telling me I'm not enough, but really I believe I'm not enough. And as soon as I change my own belief system, that person I'm with will either also have a shift or they will fall out of my orbit. So the answer is always to do the work on me within. Whatever, whatever the relationship is bringing to the surface, I get to look at it, address it, heal it, and then that other person, I don't ever have to fix them or fix the relationship. Not really. I just work on me, and then they either will be a match for me, or they will go away. So that's what you were talking about in your book, Tracy, when you were saying attraction is not something necessarily that happens, but it's spiritual because you're talking a lot about it starts with you and going within and connecting. And that is that Mm -hmm. spiritual moment rather than that outer attraction. Is that correct? Yeah, like as long as you're trying to fight the war out there. It's nothing ever changes when you're looking at the relationship or you're looking at the partner. Things change when you look at yourself. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. It's very hard to do because a lot of times you will pick a partner who has a drinking problem or has some big issue that they're dealing with. But again, even if it's not like, let's say you didn't, you're, you weren't raised in a family where people had a drinking problem. Then, look, then you got to dig a little deeper because sometimes it'll go like this. The feelings that that partner brings up in you are the same feelings you experienced as a child. Uh, so maybe the situations aren't the same, but the feelings are the same. And like we're jumping right into the end of, and, and we're jumping into the deep end of the pool because for the first nine months, none of this is going to surface. It's just going to look like, oh my gosh, we're super in love and, you know, um, <laughs> It's like rainbows and unicorns, and like we're super <laughs> attracted to each other. And as far as I'm concerned, the more attracted you are to somebody, the more likely you are going to be seeing some of your deepest stuff come to the surface nine or 12 months down the road. And there's no way to avoid it coming out unless you have an addiction, you know, where you're um, uh, keeping things underneath the surface or not dealing with things that come up in the relationship. Or if you just keep the person at arm's length the whole time. But if you start to get close, it, things will come up. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you put a timeline on it because I think, you know, it gives a good barometer reading to all of our listeners because I know with the new generation, I, I have a daughter who's 21 and she's still in her journey and discovery stage. And it's definitely more of an instantaneous society with that generation. So I'm glad that you said, you know, nine months into it to 12 months, things will really start deeply surfacing and appearing. Mm -hmm. So it gives someone a realistic picture of the time frame that they should be allowing a relationship before they just jump in head first. Yeah, yes. It's almost like having a baby. You know, you have a baby and infants are easy. You're like, well, look, I'm good at this. And then you have another baby. And then by the time that other baby comes along, you have a toddler. Well, toddlers are a lot harder than infants. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're and like, do. I really have this parenting thing down. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, it's like a whole new ball game. And I think that's how relationships are too. For the beginning, in the beginning, it's kind of easy. You know, it's not hard. It's all the good feeling surface. And then it shifts. And it doesn't mean you should throw the relationship away. It means you should start to focus on the stuff that you have to deal with in order to be m- more loving to yourself. And that's yeah. challenging stuff. Because in our world, you know, our culture is not in the work. Right. And, and I, I don't think we know what the work is. <laughs> I don't even no, think we know what I the work think- is. People hear the, the, just the word work and they think, oh, I don't want more work. So just that in itself, that word can trigger something deep within somebody who maybe already feels overloaded emotionally in their life. And I love how you were mentioning in the book, maybe even so taking it back into that rainbow and unicorn phase where you were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, really listen to what a guy is saying, regardless of what Mm -hmm. they're talking about, you know, you can hear a lot about their character. So to me, that sounds like what you're saying is listen beyond the words. Yeah, you definitely have to listen beyond the words, but see nothing. is more powerful than for me than knowing myself. And here's where that comes into play in relationships. So let's say I know my own patterns. Let's say you are attracted to people who, and we're assuming, I'm not, I'm assuming we're kind of talking to the people who have trouble in relationships. The people who like met in high school and have been married for 25 years, (laughs) they're, they're not listening to this show. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't figured out. So I'm mostly addressing my comments to people who can't figure out why it's not working, you know? Um, So I think when you, when you know yourself better, you're able to understand what's going on in that early stage. So let's say you've had a bunch of relationships where, you know, and I mean by a bunch, I mean anywhere from two to five where they didn't work out and they ended in some sort of a, like it didn't work out again, you know, way. And um, I think the first sign for me that something's not right is when I'm feeling feelings that I have had in the past, in past relationships. Do you know what I mean by that? It's like, it's not, is the guy different or is the girl different? It's, am I different? And if I'm feeling the same thing I always feel, I know I'm dealing with the same thing I've dealt with in the past. That's the first red flag. Not, 
Well, he seems fine, and he's totally different than everyone I've already dated, you know, that I've dated in the past. It's more like turn within and say, am I having the same kind of anxiety that I have had in the beginning of other relationships? Because I think when you look at the person and you try to figure out, is this person different? A lot of times we will choose someone different on the surface. Like the last one was a bartender and this one's an accountant. See, it's completely different. What I want people to look at is, do you feel the same? Because if you're having feelings that you recognize from the past relationships, you're dealing with the same thing you've dealt with in the past, even if it looks different on the surface. Yeah, such strong, strong advice. I love that, Tracy, because basically what you're saying is, hey, when you're out there on that date, really measure inside how you're feeling. It all comes back to you. Stop focusing on what they have or they (laughs) don't have. More so is, why am I fidgeting in my seat? Why am I feeling anxiety? Why am I feeling pressure? Super, super advice. We're getting ready to take a commercial break. When we come back, Tracy's going to reveal ways on how we can let go so we can make room for what we truly want. We'll be back in a moment. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, listeners. It's time to wake up and listen. We've been talking with our guest, Tracy, about ways to connect with inside yourself so you can attract the right person into your life. Tracy, you've been giving some incredible, incredible advice. I'm glad you've been giving timelines for all those who are maybe just joining us in the show. And speaking of timelines, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they're in a relationship. I just met somebody out at a 
best-selling author event in Hollywood. And she's with a partner, and she said he's okay, and obviously she's comfortable. (laughs) But at the same time, I got a text later on, and she said he's not the right man. So Hmm. (laughs) what are some ways that you can recommend, like you say in your book, consciously letting go of what you don't want in order to signal Mm -hmm. to the universe that you're ready for what you do want? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that can be really hard because, you know, some people leave too soon. Some people don't leave soon enough. Oh, um, usually true. you'll know which person you are a few years into your dating life. You'll know if you're the person who pulls the plug really fast or if you're the person who stays much past the expiration date on a relationship. So, again, this is something that comes down to, like, individuals. So you kind of just have to... Uh, do whatever is the opposite of what you usually do. So if you're the person who leaves too soon, you need to learn how to stick around in case this is the right person. If you're the person who doesn't leave soon enough, you need to learn how to leave a little sooner so that you can open up to the right person. Um, A lot of it is just that we have have tendencies and you have to start to do what doesn't feel comfortable to you, if that makes sense. And that's the first step in making, in like becoming ready to be with the right person. Is it a specific feeling that they'll have inside? I I can just sense perhaps there's some Mm -hmm. listeners out there going, well, can you be a little more specific? What will I feel? How will I know? Okay. (laughs) Okay. The joke (laughs) answer is um, if you're getting, if you're getting close to someone, you're going to feel panic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, and that's only a little bit of a joke, you know? Yes. Here's the thing. If you have a history of, of troubled or broken or not working relationships, there's really an underlying intimacy issue. And the thing about intimacy is it just likes to make sure that we're, or an intimacy issue rather, it likes to make sure that we never get too close to somebody. So staying with the wrong person You know, somebody who doesn't love us, somebody who's unavailable, somebody with a drinking problem, somebody who um, is married. You know what I'm saying? Staying with somebody too long uh, can often indicate, and with the wrong person, can indicate an intimacy disorder, if you will. Also, leaving people really fast also indicates that. When it's like, oh, this person... I didn't like their bottom teeth. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or I didn't really like the way he dressed just right or he wasn't actually absolutely perfect you know what I'm saying when you're always breaking up with somebody chances are that's just a way to not have to be close to another person so when you do meet an available person generally speaking it's scary it's scary and it'll feel uncomfortable so um, I think discomfort can sometimes be a sign that you're in the right place And comfort and familiarity on a first or second date can often be a sign that you're in the wrong place. You've already been here before and you don't need to do it again, if that makes sense. Wow, I think that's fantastic advice. Actually, I'm just sitting here going, wow, taking it all in. Yeah, you know, great conversation, uh, at least for me, from just my own personal standpoint, is where it all starts. You know, I mean, a man can quickly look at a woman. He can size her up. Yep, I think I'd enjoy her physically, or no, I would not enjoy her physically. But other than that, Mm -hmm. here comes the conversation. So when you're sitting there over coffee or something or just walking on the beach, um, you know, you quickly find out in a conversation, and you know, a lot of personal interests and things that you have in common. And I know that uh, 
myself, I like uh, the woman takes an interest in what I'm doing, my work, you know, she asks questions about myself, you know, whatever, uh, hobbies or whatever. And then I ask her the same things, you know, what is she interested in? And that bond uh, of just conversation. And then there's always, you know, the 80% of communication is nonverbal. Uh, just mm-hmm. being a, a presence of a woman and speaking from a man's standpoint, you know, you just look at her face, her eyes, you know, the way she walks. There is just things that go off in the person, um, mm-hmm. that in the man, that is just something there. You don't even have to write it down or think about it. It's just right. there. It just is there. That's when the chemistry is something that you can't really put into words so much, but it's there and you just ride with that. Right. Well, it's interesting because men are different, you know, and there's been studies that have been done on this. Men are much more binary. It's a, it's a switch. It's either on or up. And they know right off the bat pretty much whether they would or they wouldn't be attracted to this person. I can even go further and say most men know kind of right off the bat whether they would be in a long-term relationship with you or whether they wouldn't. I agree. Now, I also think that what you're saying about all that um, – unconscious stuff that you pick up, the way she walks, her facial movements, all these things that are intangibles that you can't even really quantify, those things are actually pointing toward um, the stuff that's going to become the triggers later on, um, a year from now. You know, it's like, what do they say? We take in 11 million bits of information about people and we're only consciously aware of like 16 of them. <laughs> it's like we are mammals. We are we are evolved to take in so much information about another person. We know precisely, very very precisely what experience another person is going to give us without knowing that we know it. Mm, yeah, right. 95% of uh, our behavior consciously is coming from the subconscious, which has been programmed right. uh, from day one, you know, all the people we yeah. meet and all of that. Exactly. And that, that comes to the surface. And a lot of times that isn't really what maybe we really want in the present, but that's what comes out because of the, the past pushing. And, you, you know, you familiar. mentioned in your book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Frequent exposure breeds familiarity, and when you're familiar with something, you end up taking it for granted. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. women, you, you mentioned in your book about emotions. Yeah, um, women are emotionally driven, you know, more so than a man. And they say emotions are stored in the cells. Well, if you're made of 70 to 100 trillion mm. cells, you've got, you got a heck of a lot of cells putting an urge on the brain right. to think a certain yeah. way. And that's can you know can be a problem for a woman. Yes, exactly. exactly. And as we're talking about you know that subconscious as well, I love in your book you were addressing self hate, and mm-hmm. and it gets back to what Don's saying. You know, somebody who grew up maybe in a verbally abusive home. They've experienced mm-hmm. a lot of trauma that's stored in their cells. They're looking at their thighs. They're looking at their face. They're discrediting a lot of things about them. And all of that self-hate negative chatter can mm-hmm. self-sabotage, you know, any proper love to come your way. I love what you put Absolutely. in your book. You said, well, first off, not to expect your life to get better immediately. Thank you for putting that in there because, again, we are like that microwave society. And you put that in there. You actually say new thinking is something you work your way into rather than something you can put on your credit card. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the thing about, like, if you ask anybody with a clipboard outside a grocery store, hey, do you hate yourself? They're going to be like, no, I totally love myself. I think I'm awesome. 
But then <laughs> underneath that, there is a lot of belief system and, like you said, negative chatter. And um, changing that stuff requires understanding, first of all, that there's stuff going on in your mind all day long and starting to... Um, to get a little space between what you, to see that you're having thoughts. Really, this is about meditation. What we're talking about is meditation. It's like where you start to become aware that your mind is thinking, it's having thoughts, there's a voice in there, and that none of that is actually you. It's a voice. And when you can start to get a little bit of objectivity about it, you can start to make better choices about the kinds of things you're going to say to yourself. You can be more um, consciously giving yourself affirmations, um, having positive self-talk, and doing positive things for yourself so that you can sort of begin to shift the way you think of yourself and present to the world. And everything in your life starts to change, whether it's your job, your um, relationships with friends, family, children, and, of course, partners. So you're talking, it sounds like, you know, Louise Hay goes into a lot of stuff about mirror work and positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, Oprah and Deepak are on this whole, you know, meditation series and stuff to help people. Yeah. It sounds like these are, and correct me if I'm wrong, the baby steps that someone who's just new and they're going, okay, I'm obviously on the carousel of losers, so to speak. And I'm not sure how to jump off. So let me start at the beginning with some baby steps. And it sounds like you're saying, you know, meditation would be a good place to start to even be aware of your thoughts. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Meditation is a great place to start. I, I basically see relationships as a spiritual path, right? It's not even about, yes, it's about, um, you know, getting married and having a picket fence and having kids and, you know, putting all the structures up that people have in their lives. But people can have all those structures and not be satisfied, fulfilled, or happy. So the satisfaction, the fulfillment, the happiness comes from being spiritually right in your relationships. Mm. And um, the interesting thing about it is that relationships themselves If you let them, they will teach you how to love more and better. They will teach you how to love yourself. They'll teach you how to love other people. Um, And this is like, this to me is the real uh, purpose of relationships. It's not to like feel good and have a big wedding, you know. I mean, anybody who's ever been married knows, yeah, you have the big wedding and then what? (laughs) The next day, you're just you again. (laughs) It's like Cinderella, you know what I mean? What happened to the dress? Well, it's in the dry cleaning bag now. (laughs) Now you're going to have to be married. And that's a whole other situation. And it's going to really bring you to some very deep parts of yourself and parts that I feel like um, really ask you to confront spiritual questions about what is the nature of love. And what is the meaning of life? And how do I go through life and find peace and serenity, even though human beings are flawed? They, you know, it's life gives you curveballs all the time. So to me, it's really a spiritual path. 
Yeah, it, it's really, you know, for somebody who may be listening to this for the first time, they may be thinking, man, I have been sold a bill of goods. That's incorrect. Mm-hmm. So, and another topic, they may feel the same way on. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be discussing sex and it's pure existence. So we'll be back in a moment. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show... Please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Don Burnett, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Don, and relationship expert, Tracy McMillan. She's been uncovering ways that We can overcome our relationship pitfalls, and we've been talking a lot about our thought process and really how we've got relationships twisted. We've been kind of sold a bill of goods, maybe as children when we were growing up, on how relationships should be versus really what they're meant to be so that we can achieve true love. And so Mm -hmm. bringing that into the subject of love, Tracy, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Men and women I've spoke about, they do a lot of relationship hopping back and forth. And the conversation always comes back to sex. So if you Mm. could please take a moment to enlighten our listeners on how sex can cloud our judgment when it comes to seeking our soulmate. Hmm. Yes. Well, um, First of all, sex is contains a very potent cocktail of hormones and chemicals, uh, brain chemicals that are very intoxicating. I mean, truly and literally intoxicating. And those 
chemicals in the woman in particular, they cause you to bond with a partner. And I've always sort of felt like this is the beauty and the beast story. It kind of doesn't matter who he is. Like he could be Charlie Sheen. (laughs) You know what I mean? You have sex with him and decent sex with him for a month. You're going to bond to him. Not every woman, but out of a hundred women, probably, I don't know, 90 are going to bond to the guy that they're having even semi-decent sex with. So this is why sex doesn't stay casual for very long. Because as soon as you get into it, you start repeating the experience, you bond to the guy, and like, that's it. The next thing you know, you're like, wait, this guy isn't even good. He's not even great, and I'm that into him, and your friends can't figure out. What does she see in him? Well, it's chemical. Is it just chemical, or do you feel that they're building some kind of a soul tie? Well, see, the thing is, is you're gonna build this. You're gonna build the chemical thing almost no matter what, right? If you're a person who, um, I don't know, I don't know all the science on this, but you're gonna bond no matter what if you're having sex with somebody. The soul tie could be there or not be there. Lots of people have had great sex with somebody and then wake up a year later and are like, what? I don't even like this person. (laughs) You know, the idea of liking someone and having good sex with them are two completely different things, which, you know, if you're over the age of 27, you kind of have usually had that experience at least once where you're like, huh, I don't really like that person, but the sex is really good. Then there's relationships where the sex isn't even necessarily that good, um, but you really, really like the person. So these are really complicated questions for people. You know, how do they decide which relationships to move forward in? And I think it takes a lot of awareness. That's true. That's very true, Tracy. Uh, I like to break it down. There's three kinds of sex. There's spiritual sex, mental sex, and physical sex. Of course, in this country, okay. we're all about we're all about the physical sex, and yet in a, in a human being, there's three the three areas of a human are spirit, mind, and body. Spirit meaning love. Right. And this and this that should be the order: spirit, mind, and body. In this country, it's body first, mind second, and what the heck's that last thing? That spirit thing. So this is where we right. get screwed up. When you are with somebody, you basically are on a physical plane. Let's say you can only have sex, physical sex, like maybe one hour a day. Well, that's one hour. What about the other 23 hours, so to speak? So the test is, it's kind of like a 23-hour test. If you can spend 23 hours with someone, week in and week out, month in and month out, your physical sex will be will be incredible, but you've got to have something lined up spiritually and mentally because that's 23 hours of the day. Right. And, you know, in our country... Go ahead. Go ahead, Tracy. Well, I was going to say, I see the opposite, too, where people get along 23 hours a day and they don't get along that one hour a day. And yeah. I think it's, it's not either or. It's like finding the person that you have b- both of those things with, that's the hard part. That is the hard part. Yeah, it's always a balance. Uh, I mean, love is all about balance. Uh, you know, like the twin scales, you know, you have them out there and uh, there's no tipping in one direction. It's just balance and any relationship is about harmony and balance um you know that's why romance is a tune sung together like a man and woman singing and they both incredibly singing at the same time 
oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Then two other singers, oh my gosh, the music is terrible. Either one might be a great, great singer, but together they don't make harmony. And that's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another good analogy. Uh, it's called it's with a, two minerals, sodium and chlorine. As you know, sodium and mm. chlorine together make table salt. Well, sodium by itself is positive. Chlorine by itself is negative. Now, you look up the properties of sodium, totally different than the properties of chlorine. Yet, when sodium and chlorine get together, you've got a perfect crystal. Uh, under a microscope, it's right. a, thing of, a thing of beauty because the traits of a sodium and chlorine are equal and opposite, and they totally balance. You take some other minerals mm. with sodium and chlorine, you know, the, the crystal is hardly there. It's, it's not very attractive. So people are, in a sense, the same way, male and female. Yeah, I think you have to find somebody that you have the same, uh, like, not, I'm really going to call it desire level, but where you are looking for the same thing. You know, some right. people want to live in New York City and other people want to live in the Cincinnati suburbs. You know what I mean? You yep. just have to figure Absolutely. out what's right for you, you know? Like, I'm okay to deal with a little bit more intensity or in, uh, in order, because that's a better fit for who I am. Other people, they want real low key, you know? And yep. I feel like where things go wrong is when you're picking something that's not right for you, you know, or that two people are mismatched in the sort of tone that they're looking for in their life together, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, sex is a big deal because what it does is it can obscure a lot of problems, especially at the beginning. And then it can also um, make it where you are passing on what would be a very good relationship because it doesn't have that house on fire level of chemistry. So to just to get back to the sex thing, I think that sex can send people in the wrong direction in either side, either when they feel like they overvalue sex or they undervalue it. Exactly. And then, you know, you were also talking aside from just the sex and knowing what you want, it then comes down to, you know, the topic of love and you can't give Mm -hmm. away what you don't have to start with. That's right. That's right. In fact, both of these, whether you're talking about sex or love, it's really important to have your own, um, whatever your own relationship is to it. So you have to love yourself first because all you're going to do with your love is give from the overflow. You can only love another person as much as you love yourself. And that sounds just like words until you realize what that really means. It means if you aren't loving to yourself, when you, for example, make a mistake, let's just use that as an example. You won't be loving to a partner when they make a mistake. If you're not loving to yourself about your body, you won't be loving to a partner about their body and so on. And when you talked about, you know, love and connect, there was a big word that you said in your book, and that was the word ego. And it really does come down Mm -hmm. to reprogramming in firing your ego and understand Mm -hmm. that love is not in that egotistical way. And I think a lot of people have that twisted. Yeah. I think you first of all have to know what your ego is. It's not the part of you that thinks you're fabulous. It's (laughs) the part of you that is in your mind that talks very loudly, that keeps telling itself that it's the real you. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like your ego is the part of you that, that it, it's loud right? Like the spirit voice is quiet. It speaks softly. The ego voice is loud. Like, I'm not going to put up with this. The ego voice is very sassy. 
right? It's very indignant. It's got a lot of things. It snaps its fingers a lot. If you hear yourself talking in that tone of voice about the person you're in a relationship with or about your relationship or about your kids for that matter or your job, you know you're in ego. And as long as your ego is running the show, you're not going to be satisfied because the ego never brings a person to deep satisfaction. It just doesn't. Um, Only spirit does that. Yeah, actually, uh, to me, the ego is based on a sensory input, and uh, and that oh, can be okay. very that can be very deceptive. There's a cute little saying that said uh, says that the only love you own is the love you give away because you couldn't have given it away if you didn't own it first, and that coincides mm, absolutely true. what you say on self worth. If you are not mm-hmm. love, you're you cannot give it because you won't even recognize it in another person to be able to receive it. So you have mm-hmm. to be, if you want a prince in your life, then you better be a princess before uh, you're, you, you're going to be in the presence of that, that uh, potential prince. That's right. Because a lot of times we want to get something from the outside. Like we don't want to love ourselves. We want someone else to love us. You know, it seems more worthwhile if I can get the prince to love me. I don't want to have to love myself. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to yeah. feel... Um, complete on my own. I want to feel completed when uh, Jerry Maguire comes along. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think like this process of learning what it means to love yourself and what it means to have a strong relationship with yourself is the missing thing in our, in our relationships. You know, like we basically as a country, we have a lot of trouble in this area. You know, we have a pretty crazy Absolutely. divorce rate. Now we've got this situation where people aren't even getting married. They just don't even think they're going to partner, you know? Um, So I think there's really, there's a revolution happening. And part of it is because, you know, we're 40 years into a world with birth control where you don't have to have a baby in every relationship. Like all these choices, this is very, 40 years is the drop in the bucket to how long humanity has been around trying to figure out relationships and babies and love and marriage. So I think that we're in the midst of a very big transition, you know, and we haven't even come close to figuring it all out yet. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going back to spirituality is what we're doing. Yeah, we're That's getting right. ready well, to go to a commercial. Will get us there. Go ahead. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. Sorry for that, Tracy. Um, how That's can good. our listeners get in touch with you, get a copy of your book, Why You're Not Married Wait. Yet? Well, you can get my book on Amazon, of course, and um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, um, I have a Facebook page, so our, your listeners can go to any one of those places. I post on, on Instagram uh, usually three or four times a day if you're interested in my take on things, wisdom, spirituality, um, so yeah. And if they got a quick question for you, they can just post it on Twitter and you'll respond there? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I have a lot going on and I tend not, I can't say that I'm going to respond to everybody's question, but, you know, definitely shoot some questions at me. Sounds good. Well, we want to thank you for being a guest on our show, Tracy. You've really opened the eyes and hearts of our listeners, no doubt, when it comes to relationships and finding that true love. When we come back, Dr. Don and I are going to share some secrets about our dating experience and how our thought processes have either improved or sabotaged our relationships. We'll be back in a moment. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, everyone, to Wake Up and Listen. We've been talking about ways we can achieve true love with Tracy McMillan. Dynamite information that she supplied, and I know you've all have been inspired and eyes have been opened this evening. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Don. Say hi, Don. Hello, everybody. Don, I, I want to share some secrets with our listeners about, you know, we talk a lot with Tracy about self-sabotaging dialogue. And there's certainly some light that I can shed in that area. I'm curious to know, first, though, about your dialogue, maybe in a relationship, whether it be, I know you, I think you've been married a couple of times and in dating, I'll let you tell our listeners, maybe a moment where either positive or negative thought process either enhanced or destroyed a relationship. Well, I don't know about any one particular thing, but I just know that uh, being a prolific reader, and I love to read things about life, success philosophy, I know so much more now. So, (coughs) excuse me, I know I'm a much better man uh, now than I was way back. I like to make the analogy, you know, you're born a male, then you become a young boy, and then with maturity, you become a man. In this country where we are so uh, endowed with uh, uh, selfishness in this country and people think of themselves first, that's the last thing uh, that you have going for you when you're trying to uh, uh, become uh, close to a a man or woman. Um, You've got to extend it out there and find an interest in the other person and compliment a person. Nobody wants to be, especially a man, a man needs a compliment from a woman and, and the man needs to compliment the woman equally. Uh, so from a woman's standpoint, you know, look for the good points in a man. 
And, uh, you know, don't look for faults. Uh, you know, a fault finder is not a good, that's what uh, Tracy in, the, in the, her book calls a bitch. And, and guys don't like a woman who is controlling, fault finding at all. That's a total turnoff for a man. So that's, you know, my advice to uh, women would be along that lines. I know when I'm with people, I always try to find the good. I shut my tongue. Uh, if there's something I don't like, even if I don't like it, I just keep quiet and just let it go. Because saying something corrective, uh, nobody likes to be corrected today. You know, it's just uh, our nature in, in, in our society. So you always give love. When you live love 24 hours a day and everything that you do, you practice that. Doing everything in a loving manner, you will, you will have a much better life. And I know for myself, that's how I've improved myself as a man. Yeah, you know, Don, you said a couple of profound things in there that we've also uh, talked a little bit tonight with Tracy, and that's about the ego. And I would say due to the media, I would say due to conditioned thinking, there's so many elements involved that has conditioned our thinking to operate in that ego place. It's really about putting your ego up on the shelf and connecting from within. You know, I take my own childhood, very abusive, broken home, uh, as we said before, a little bit of a horror show, although I look at it as, you know, a blessing for where I'm at today and what I've become, and it's far probably better than other people's that may even be listening this evening. But, you know, that was a lot of poor condition thinking of, you know, what I had gone through. And then really, if you think about it, aside from my grandparents, although my grandfather, you know, he's... He's my hero, my war hero, right? I absolutely love my grandfather who's passed on and gone to heaven along with my grandmother. But they, as you know, were my rock. But having grown up in that Great Depression and World War II made him a very kind of stern man. So there wasn't a lot of that love displayed of holding my grandmother's hand. So here you've got a broken home over here. Here you've got the sternness just from the upbringing of, you know, what they've gone through with childhood and who knows what happened in his childhood. That's nothing we ever sat and really talked about. Unfortunately, I wish you would have kept some journals or something on it. But I've had to learn over the years, and of course, we have a fantastic friendship relationship, and you grew up in a home of just love, so you start to plug in, you start to do the things like Tracy said, you know, my degree in alternative medicine took me down the path of meditation, tap therapy, you know, the Louise Hay, words of affirmation, mirror therapy, all of that kind of stuff, and really took a hiatus even from dating since I got out of a toxic marriage by choice of me leaving, I'm so happy that, you know, some people could look at me as the abnormal person. I'm proud to consider myself more of what should be the normal, and that's from a non-egotistical place, and take that hiatus and really go within and work on myself. Because out of it, as you know, Dr. Don, coming out February 7th, hitting the bookshelves, Published by Chicken Soup for the Soul publisher, HCI, is my new humorous dating book, Connect, How to Know if He's Really Your Man. Yeah, that's really neat, Don. I always enjoy hearing you talk about that. And all honestly, folks, get the book. Uh, get any of Don's books because they're really uh, 
they're really powerful because they talk right from the heart. And uh, I haven't had any trouble in my growing up. It was a Walt Disney relationship with my mom and dad and my aunts and uncles and grandparents. So I live love. So I really don't know all the problems. So I'll honestly, when I read uh, and I read thoroughly uh, Tracy McMillan's book and I, I saw so many people with problems and I, and I can only know what well, that was. They suffered that because I didn't suffer that. Um, you know, I just had, I was really pretty whole. I was very shy, but I overcame that totally. I mean, just imagine me doing this show. I couldn't even raise my hand in the classroom. I was so shy. Didn't even date until I was senior year in high school. And I married the first girl that I uh, dated practically, and I was a virgin. You know, how many people can say that today? You know, but anyway, uh, you know, love, love is a spiritual trait. It is something that we all seek, and that's what Tracy uh, totally uh, talked about in the book. And uh, for joy in life, you have to have, li- uh, you have to have uh, love. Uh, happiness is based on uh, physical things, uh, you know, and that's where your ego gets in- involved with all the physical material entrapments that we are, are exposed to from uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, you know, is a fictitious place out there. It's not where life is at at all. And, uh, you know, love is, everybody needs love. The whole universe is founded on love. You look up at the sky at night, you see those, um, what do you call them, um, the Big Dipper, Little Dipper constellations. And they're always in the same place. That's orderliness. That's organized. And that's the way our lives have to be. The, you're, a marriage does not like disorganization. It likes spontaneity, but that's totally different than disorganization. And, uh, you know, spontaneity brings wonderfulness to a marriage. Uh, you know, when a husband does something to surprise the wife, hey, honey, guess what? If you got your passport up to date, great. We're going off to uh, wherever in the world, you know, or just going to uh, 30 miles away to stay in a hotel or something by a lake or can't tamp- camping or whatever. But, you know, women love, women love surprises. And, uh, you know, a man, when he loves his wife, he loves to surprise her and he loves to bring flowers because to a, to a man, a woman is a flower in his life. There is no greater joy on planet Earth than having the love of a woman. Nothing compares to that. So you women, you hang your hat on love because God is love. You are love. You're created in his image. And I'll tell you, there's nothing greater than you offering yourself to a man that loves you. That is a treasure, an absolute treasure in your life for both of you. Yeah, and I know there's probably a lot of female listeners right now that are single, that are searching for that right love in their life. And they're probably going, wow, all those words you're saying, that's the guy I'm looking for. And and it takes just on the other side with the guy as well to be connected. So I really want to leave you all with this thought tonight. We invest in our children. We invest our time on our jobs. We invest in so many things, but so many of us women have put ourselves aside to invest in everything else. It's time to take back some of your power in a positive way. Go within and invest inside yourself. It's not a selfish moment. It's a necessary moment. You'll be a better mom and a better person and a better lover for it. We want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions about the show, please email us at wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Just search Wake Up and Listen Radio or tweet us at A New Dawn Natural. 
Be sure and use the hashtag Wake Up and Listen Radio. That's all we have time for now. Tune in next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be talking with award-winning sex therapist. Yes, I said sex therapist, Gina Ogden, about ways we can clear our relationship blockages so we can embrace our sexy self. It's time to get down and dirty in the good way and talk about sex, baby. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Yeah, goodbye, folks. That's all we have time for. Thank you for tuning in this week. Wake Up and Listen is broadcast live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to join Don Burnett and Dr. Don again for our next show. 